0: This is the King and Badger Show as part of the Monmouth Digital Network. And now, here are your hosts, Coach King Rice and Gary the Badger Kowal. Yeah.
1: The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that
2: means. There's no way I can compete with what Coach Rice is breaking down right now. Coach, Bre- Coach Rice has the moves. As we come to you with the first episode of the Coach Rice and the Badger podcast, Coach. You're bringing the energy right now. I don't think I can get on that level, but I'm going to try to.
0: Hey, Badge, that's why I was hoping we had cameras in here, man, so I could do all my little dance steps and change the world. You know what I mean? Do the dance steps like an old head instead of all these quick leg snapping dances that these kids be doing.
2: We're getting cameras. They're coming. They're coming. People need to see what you just broke down for the last two minutes with Jack Harlow.
0: Well, you know, if you put Jack on, I'm gonna start dancing. All right, everybody, everybody knows he gets busy. Chris Chafano knows him uh, from being out in Louisville, but he jumped on the scene, and yeah, Jack does good, good music.
2: Who doesn't Chris Chafano know at this point? Every Uh, time I talk to him, it's somebody else.
0: That's that's why we have him with us, guys. All right, everybody thinks it's because you know he's so good with the computer and all that stuff, but it's just the people he knows, so we could get maybe tickets to some stuff and. You know, act like we're cool, like Chris.
2: Maybe we will have Jack come on with us uh, over the phone one of these days.
0: I don't know if Chris has that much juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Usually he does, but we might have to we might have to check that one.
2: Well, Coach, I wanted to uh, obviously introduce everybody to our podcast that we're going to be bringing to you at least once a week for uh, uh, for Mammoth for Athletics, and and really excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, we broke it down a little bit last week, but I think to reintroduce people to what we're going to do, breaking down everything. As you've heard here early on, we're breaking down music. We're breaking down Chris Stefano. uh, We're breaking down basketball. We're going to have guests. we got a special guest calling in today, one of our original dudes, Justin Robinson, going to hit us later, and we're going to talk with him. But uh, so many things that we can break down on this, and we want to hear from you. So through Twitter, through Instagram, through Facebook, through YouTube, uh, email, any way you can get to us. We are willing to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your thoughts. We might not answer them all. We might. Uh, it depends, I guess, on what you ask and, and depends on the day. But we want to hear from our fans and, and Monmouth Basketball Faithful and really anybody else that's involved in our lives, my life, Coach Rice's life, um, and Monmouth Basketball, I think, is kind of where we want to get to.
0: And Badge, I, I you know, I just want to give people the inside look. You know, I, I've been here 11 years. Um, everybody knows I love it here. Um I'm so fortunate to be the coach here, but sometimes uh, you know it gets lonely being the head coach, and you hear a lot of things from fans, and you you hear great things, you hear bad things, and I want to try to open myself up, open the program up, and and let people call in and ask. Um, I know hot topics about the game sometimes people want to talk about, and. You know, we do an interview after the game and it's one or two people asking questions and not really the fans. And, you know, I'm I'm here for the people. And that's what I've always been about. And we have outstanding fans at Monmouth. And I want to give them a, a real good inside look to what, how I think, um, how the program is doing. And, you know, just so people can really feel like they're a part of Monmouth basketball. You know, I think a lot of people jump on the bandwagon sometimes and you know I I want I want those fans too but uh, I want the people that really are Mammoth fans that follow us that that go on the road with us and really care and cheer I I want them to call in and talk to me and talk to you and let's give them what they want about Mammoth basketball
2: that's kind of the cool thing about this place right is I'm I'm an alum I graduated I've been with the program for however many years now and it's a tight-knit community. People really care about the program here. People care about about you and about our success and about this team. And I think the behind-the-scenes stuff is, and we do a lot of video content and all that kind of stuff, but I think that's the important stuff that people want to hear about. Like, hey, this one happened at practice. This went on. This kid's doing awesome in school. This guy did this project. X, Y, Z, all these things go on, and there's only so much that we can really promote on a daily basis out of social media and all that stuff. So I think this is a good ground to to get to that, and I know you want to have our guys on. Uh, you want to have the coaches on. You want to have some people from outside of Monmouth come on and, and kind of rap with us about basketball and other things in life and recruiting and all that, and I, I kind of want to touch on all of that. Um, I think there's some questions that college basketball fans don't have answers to, like how does the scheduling process work? Uh, we we'll have to have Ricky on for that one, which –
0: we could get off topic a little bit. Yeah, I know, we'll get way <laughs> off topic if we bring Ricky in here and talk about scheduling. And, you know, scheduling is, is very important in college athletics. And, you know, um, I, I need Ricky to help me with scheduling because if it was just me, you know, I'd probably play Kentucky and Duke and, oh, S- and Villanova and St. John's. And the funny part would be by, by the time the schedule came out, a lot of our fans would be expecting us to win all those games, you know. <laughs> so I need Ricky's help to to calm me down and make me understand that that we're Monmouth and you know we're we're not in the ACC, we're not in the Big East, and a couple of those games are fun, but uh, let, let's let's understand who we are and we'll challenge those people when we can, and you know just we we I think we do a great job in scheduling. Um, Walker Miller was just picking on me, said when. When he came here, we had a, a good schedule, and then once he told me he was coming, he saw the real schedule, and now we had nine games on the road. So, well, uh, I was just in the office talking to Ricky about that because when we do it, I always just say yes. Ricky <laughs> say, what about this? Yes. What about this one? Yes. And then I see it at the end, and I go, oh, that's a hard schedule. And then when I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, Ricky, who said to play all these road games, man? Why why are we on the road all the time? And he goes, uh, King, you did. So that's how it goes sometimes. But we try to make a hard schedule, but a fun schedule to keep our fans really interested.
2: Transitioning to basketball a little bit. You just talked about being on the road. Man, we were on the road for about a month. The last trip to Yale and, and Pittsburgh felt like a month. Super excited to get our, our our fans back in our building because this was a long road trip, successful road trip. I mean, anybody going into it, you say five and one record on six game road trip, looks pretty good. But it's tough for these guys. I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked is we're not just on the road doing ball. We got kids doing study hall, doing school, not able to see their families. They you know, gone for five six days at a time and kind of on their own with. You know, there's no tutor on the road. There's no – you have to do this schoolwork and do this stuff. In between, we got meal at 3 o'clock, then we got practice, then we got shoot-around, then we got XYZ dinner. That's a tough thing for a student-athlete, I think, to adapt to, especially looking back at the fact that we didn't really travel last year like that with, with all the COVID restrictions. So I think about half your team is probably new to all this.
0: No, and that, that's the thing when you when you do have some older guys – you know, when you have guys like Walker Miller and Shavar and George and Marcus, Nikkei and Chap, you know, they've been through some things and, and they're a little bit more mature. So they help with being on the road for a long time. You know, George, Marcus, Shavar and Walker, you know, they, they could be coaches right now. Just how they see the world and how they, they see college basketball, how they see their role on our team. Um, I'm always talking to to Shavar about, making sure the young guys are learning the right things, you know, and that's the off the court stuff. That's how do you handle a, a six game road trip? You know, how do you keep yourself disciplined and keep your head in the right place? Cause sometimes when coaches tell the kids, they think you are just trying to get them that's so you can win the game. But when guys on the team have been through it and they do responsible things on the road, Shavar brings his books and they see him with his books and you know, George has his stuff out. So the younger guys can see it and go, well, if they're doing it and they're great students, coach always praises them, that's probably the right thing to do. So when you have an older group, it really helps when you have a, a long road trip like that.
2: Curious, going back a little bit, obviously we'll touch on you know, your long list of, of time in college basketball and playing, but I'm curious, who, who was that guy for you when you were at Carolina around maybe finals time or a lot of travel? Who was that guy that kind of was like, King you got to keep doing your schoolwork and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff?
0: Well, I had some guys that tried to get me not to do it, and uh, you know, some of them are are some of my best best friends, and you know, they didn't have to twist my arm too hard to get me not to do it. But the guys that did, uh, I I could say Joe Jenkins. Uh, Joe's a doctor now. Um, He was a walk on at the time, was a great teammate. David May is a doctor now, one of the best surgeons in in the state of North Carolina. uh, Was was one of my teammates. Rick Fox used to always say, King, come on man, let's let's do our schoolwork. And I I I was the big brother, so I usually talked him out of that. Um and then uh Jeff Lebo was a guy and that that was really mature in college and uh didn't really go out and hang out all the time. He was very focused on his schoolwork, on his ball. And, um, well, it was a good teammate in that aspect where he would tell you the right things to do, not the things that you just wanted to do that were going to be fun. And Jeff played that role for me on and off the court.
2: Such an interesting, you know, dynamic. Cause especially with our team now, you have 18 year old kids and you have 24, 25 year old kids. That's usually people think, okay, there's a four year difference, senior to freshman four years, but COVID year and red shirts and all those things. We have such a a gap now of, of so much knowledge and so little knowledge at at the lower end. I just think the dynamic is really, it's intriguing, but it's, it's really cool to see these guys come together and make sure that they all know what's going on. And you're like, you've talked about so many times your fifth year guys are so mature. They're able to get these guys to a point where they are doing their schoolwork. Is it hard for you as a coach to, kind of harp on that so much as, as hey you guys need to do your work you need to do this and you need to do that when we're on the road and they all know we're on the road to to play ball but also do this is that hard balance for you as a coach?
0: Well it's you know we we all understand what it is badge it's you know when you go into a home to to recruit these kids you're, you're there because they're good at ball okay? But the family wants you there because the kid wants to go to college for education, and that's what the family wants the most. And after you get to know him some, the kids kind of start telling you, "Well, for me, ball's more important." <laughs> but I can't say that because my mom and dad will get mad at me. You know, they pull you off to the side. Hey, you know, they they let you know, and then you see when they get there, it's like, okay, he's here for ball because he doesn't want to do all the other things. <laughs> but to to harp on it, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, we know what it is. I was that kid, too. I, I said, it, oh, academics is first. But my skill set didn't back that up. You know, I was there to do basketball, and I was going to make the pros, and I would do anything that I had to do in school to make sure that it wouldn't stop me from being able to play basketball. And you don't like, you know, we know it's academics first. That's why we graduate everybody. But while you're doing it, it, it's hard for the kids to, to tell you. It's academics first when they love ball and they all want to play and that's what their main thing is. And, you know, so we've done a great job, and I think Mammoth has done a great job of working with our guys that ju- do just want the basketball f- part to be first. The people that we have on our team here, the academic side of it, they do an incredible job of getting these guys to understand the importance of it and then our staff talks about it every single day because we all have friends back home that didn't finish, that didn't get the opportunity to go, that you grew up being around and you saw how hard their lives were. Most of our guys have lived that life where they saw people who had an opportunity and didn't finish for one reason or another. They weren't able to finish, and now their lives have been harder. And then when you look at a person like myself – coming from the background that I came from, being the first one to go to college, and now you see the trajectory of my family. Well, then you got someone right here that's just like you, that only wanted ball, that thought he was making the pros, that did everything he could, well, most things that he could to make the pros, but also handled his schoolwork so I could be a college basketball coach someday. And that's the important part that we got to get them to understand throughout their career, so when they're done playing, they have that degree.
2: I don't – to compound off of that, I don't know if you could have a better example other than yourself than a dude that's around right now, Micah Seaborn. Didn't finish, now he's coming back to finish. Has almost to the point of – I know he's still a younger guy, but he's matured to a point where he almost becomes a role model for these guys, even though he's still in school. He's just been so so awesome to be around these last couple months that I think – his lessons or his message can kind of get through to some of those guys too.
0: See, Mike is helping in so many ways. Just, and it's cool for me to see just him grow as a person into a man. Okay. And me t- and, me too. and, and, and <laughs> no, for all of us, we all love, you know, Mike. that's my man that we all love Mike Mike did great things here and we knew he would at one point finish and now he's back and it, it shows the kids. We really care about our guys. Because he's been out for a while now, and he's here, and Mammoth put their arms around him to come back to get this done. And everybody's thinking, oh, it's helping on the court because Michael was so good on the court. And because he's a student, he gets to do some things with our guys. But where it's helping, the, the thing I see is his maturity level and, and talking to them and being a big brother for them, being that big brother. And when you're mad because you don't play, well, get back in the gym. Well, you are going to be a baby? You're going to sit there? And when a big brother says that to you, you kind of get up and you want to prove to him, I'm going to show him I'll be better than him. So Micah has just brought that level, as you said, badge, that level of maturity, but it's like he's one of them, you know, because he played here and he just got done a little while ago. They watched him play. When he's on the court, he's probably still better than them. And he lets you know. Everybody knows Micah used to really, really have a lot of things to say. I think he still does
2: sometimes on the bench.
0: Oh, he lets you know now. (laughs) He definitely lets you know. But it is amazing just to watch him work with our guys. And and Micah's still my kid, okay? He's not a kid anymore, but he's still my kid. And I've always thought great things about him. And I always told him, Micah, you get a degree – and it's unlimited the things you will be able to do on the court. He can be a pro coach, a college coach. He can start his own business. There's just so many things that are going to take off for him as as he gets this this degree finished up.
2: Let's get into these last couple games uh, quickly, but I do want to touch on we got Pitt on the road Sunday night. Now it's become a point, like you mentioned before, people are now expecting us to compete in these type of games. They're an ACC school. That's a, it's a road game. Pitt, one of the tougher places to play in the country. They got the zoo behind the bench there with the newspapers and the whole deal. I guess take us through maybe a little bit of your your pregame and, and how you get ready for a game like that. Is it any different than a regular game? Is it the same? How do you approach a game like that?
0: Well, Badge, when when you said Pitt, I, all I could think of was, man, why didn't I call timeout? <laughs> and now you want me to talk about all this other stuff? Oh, man, Badge, you just messed me up. So... Yeah. Pittsburgh. We went up there a couple years ago and we really played, played well for about 25 to 30 minutes. And, you know, I know Jeff Capel really well. I was truly friends with his father. Uh, when I first got into business, Mr. Capel really took me under his wing and tried to give me great advice about being a young basketball coach and how to carry yourself. So I've always been a fan of their families. Um, and then Jason played at Carolina. So he's, he's my brother. Um, but what Jeff has done, you know, just as a, a young black man, to have three different jobs already is really big time. He got one when he was young at VCU and set the world on fire. Rightfully so, got Oklahoma and did a tremendous job there uh, for about four or five years. And then, you know, ended up going the other way, went back to Duke. And Duke really took off when Jeff went back. They They were always good, but... They they had down a little bit and then he got back there and it really, kind of got their footing back and now he's at Pittsburgh and it's uh you know it's been down a little bit and Pittsburgh has great fans so it, you know it's a hard job to to just take over and jump in the ACC and you're gonna start winning, but he's done a tremendous job there. Um, they they had a few kids leave um, last year I think some left this year they had a couple guys get hurt. You know, and fortunately for us, the team that was out there, we had a great chance against, and uh, our kids were tremendous. The cool thing is our guys are showing up believing, okay, believing that that we can outplay people, and then we're doing it on the court. Um, in that game, I've joked about the timeout. I was not calling timeout for my kids in that game because we know how to play against the zone, all right? We know, and we're older, and they know how to do it. And I could have called timeout and told them, run what we run against the zone, but they already knew that. So we we held on to that one, and uh, we were fortunate to get it done. But that's what good teams do.
2: We joked on a call that we had with a couple of broadcasters last week that George, after he played at St. John's, was going to come out and take the first eight shots on, <laughs> on Sunday night. He just about did that. He took the first couple. First two went in, so I knew he was taking at least three
0: more. Well, you guys know George pretty well, okay, and everybody does. You know, I felt so bad for him out there, and you have to give St. John's credit, though. You know, George, and this is a new role for George. Um, He's been a main guy and all that stuff, but now people feel like if they shut him out, we can't beat him. So he's facing a totally different defense now than he's ever faced in his whole life, okay? So it's really his first time where the coach has a plan to stop him. And it's a credit to him and the other guys on the team, the way he continuously moves. Um, the other guys look for him. I got to do a better job of getting him to set screens because if he sets screens, his man has to help or we're getting a layup and then he can get shake himself loose. Um, George got a big-time compliment from James Jones after the game the other night. James and I are friends and I was walking out and he let me know some things that he thought people would try to do against us. And then George just happened to walk by. And, you know, with, with what this person just did this week, Steph Curry, James Jones said to George, you're the closest thing in college to Steph Curry. And not because how he makes them, okay, but how he moves without the ball. Because you can never relax when you're guarding George. And then he does shoot that thing. So, not like Steph, he tries to be Steph, and I'm telling him move closer to the line, but he really shoots it. And for James to say to even compare him to Steph Curry was was a great compliment, you know. So and just told George, George, if your team wins, you're gonna get a lot of credit, okay? Because everybody knows you're one of those guys. So just relax and keep playing. So I think people know who George is. Um, he's as competitive as anybody. He wants it badly. Okay, he wants it. It isn't him. You know, sometimes people think, oh, this kid's shooting too much. He's doing – George wants it for the team, uh, and we need him to do it how he's doing it because he's a major part of what we do.
2: Touch on George. Touched a little bit on Pitt. Guy I think that – and I put a cop up on social media the night about Walker, talking about this guy. Walker, we all know, mature guy, says all the right things, but Nikkei Ruddy is just- – had taken a huge step this year. He's been awesome to be around. Probably the hardest working guy, game in, game out. And I looked at stats the other day. I think he went four games in a row where he only attempted one shot. Definitely a tough process, I would think, for a guy who's a senior who's not getting a ton of shots, but he rebounded the ball like crazy. He's making all the right plays. He's defending some of the best dudes on the court. I mean, I guess just... Take me through his development and, and what you've seen out of Nikkei because from my seat, which really doesn't mean a whole lot, it's been awesome.
0: No, and and it was it, – it's hard to be that kid, okay? Everybody wants to score, okay? Everybody. You play basketball to score points, all right? Even if you're good on defense, you want to score because you want to show people, oh, I can do that too. And then people go, well, why don't you shoot? How come you never score? Oh, they're not looking for you, and it's hard to deal with that. To this point, all right, we're nine and 9-2, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a hype guy. I'm not a hype guy at all. Um, Nikkei's the MVP of our team right now, okay, and it's not even close, okay? And these other guys are going to get first team. George has been two-time player of the week. Shavar just got it the other day. We don't win at Towson without Nikkei Ruddy what he did. We don't win at St. Joe's because he shut down their main guys, Okay, one guy's a six-four guy that they're trying to do mismatch problems with that they put on the perimeter as their foreman, and he just drives everyone. That's why Towson's having success this year. Nikkei totally eliminated that kid to the point where it almost got, got into it with their team after the game. Okay, then we go to St. Joe's. Now he has a 6'11 Taylor Funk that's being an NBA prospect, and he's leading in the A-10 at that time. I think Nikkei has shown people how to guard him. And he ended up with 16 points or something like that, but he was like three for 16 from the field. And then he got to the free throw line a bunch. Nikkei's had multiple games of 10-plus rebounds, okay? He's always on the hardest guy, and he's the anchor of our defense. He gets the call, what we're doing, and things like that. So his role is so important. And, you know, I just wish that everybody else could – could see that scoring isn't the only thing that you do to, to make a team good. You know, he's our Josh James. That team back in the day does not win without Josh James on the team, okay, because he kept everybody in line. He kept everybody when when guys would get, well, I'm not getting shots, Josh would handle that for me. When I was too hard on guys, Josh would come to me and say, Coach, maybe you're being too hard. So Nikkei's is that guy, and you don't win without that guy. And he's been great for three years, but most guys have their best seasons during their senior years because you understand now. You get every part of it. And I told him on those games when he hasn't gotten shots, that's my fault. Okay, that is my fault. Because if you have a kid doing the job that Nikkei is doing for our program and you don't get him shots, that's bad coaching. Okay, that's not bad playing by the kids. You have to know your team and you have to run some things. So the kid knows coach got me and then he'll continue to do all the things that he's been doing, but without calling any plays for him, I'm, I'm putting him in a tough spot because it's hard to continue to do that dirty job without any reward besides, Oh, our team, you know, our team won, but right. no one gives you credit cause you shut down the best dude.
2: Right. And, We talked about things that go on behind the scenes in a basketball program that people from the outside might not see. I'm around. I'm in the gym. I'm I'm bouncing, doing this and that. As much as anybody over the last four years, probably throw Marcus and George, but Nikkei shooting free throws in the gym more than anybody that you ever see. He stays after practice to the point where the coaches get mad because he's late for film because he wants to stay out and shoot free throws. And he struggled. I mean, to be frank, he struggled from the foul line. He goes out the other night, goes eight for nine. We probably don't win that game without him making all those free throws at the end of the game. To me, that was like, here's the direct correlation of his work paying off in a game and essentially locking down a win for us.
0: And just hearing you talk about it, Badge, I I start getting excited for him because you're right. He just goes over. He doesn't even ask somebody to rebound for him. He'll just go over and start practicing him. He'll shoot, go get his own ball. And – Nowadays, not many kids are going to shoot by themselves without a coach rebounding or a manager or something. So, Nikkei's is an old school guy. He got a big, big heart from a good family. And he wants all of us to get along. Um, and he's going to be a college graduate after this year. And, you know, you just smile when you watch a young man come in. And he was a young guy. And you you see his maturity over the years. And that's what... As a coach, that's the best part. I want to win games, but I want to see these kids smiling. I want to see them go through some hard things and work through it um, because that's how their lives are going to be. You know, it's not just going to be winning games. You know, there's going to be days maybe when your son is sick or, you know, your wife is struggling and you, you got to step up, okay? And, you know, so watching these, these young men grow into men, you know, and I get to be a small piece of their journey is the coolest part about being a coach that you get to be and watch these people grow and then see where they go to after they leave you is, is very rewarding.
2: So we continue along here on the King and the Badger podcast. And whoop, our first whoop. guest, our first guest
0: whoop, whoop. played it. <laughs> brr, brr. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Big time, big time alert.
1: Woo, 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 woo.
0: Big
2: time alert, huge alert. Justin Robinson joins the podcast. First guest in the history of the podcast. Justin, what's up, man?
0: What's happening, let Let's go. <laughs> woo, woo. See, I, I got first person a round effects. of applause, too. I got my own sound effects. We got real ones, and then we got King sound effects, y'all. Because I just get busy sometimes. That's how I do. And if Justin called in, I'm amped now. You see, my voice changed. My man is on the phone over there in Germany doing big things. Married now. No. Ooh, married now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we up here.
1: We the, up here. <laughs> I
0: saw the Christmas card before I left the house. You looking like a young king in summer over there.
1: <laughs> hey, man, that's a high honor. That is a very high honor. All right,
0: brother. It's good to hear your voice, man. Justin. Always
1: good to talk to you, Coach. What's up, Dad?
2: Hey, man. Appreciate you jumping on. I don't know. Uh, I guess what? It's about 730 at night there right now?
1: Yeah, like 730. Uh,
2: I I think the people want to hear from you because it's been a couple years. They want to hear what you're doing, what you've been up to, how ball is going for you over there. So why don't you just give us a quick rundown, and then we'll get into the
1: fun stuff. Hey, you know, me, I'm cool. I'm doing my thing. Um, over here in Benberg, Germany, um, very historic club throughout Europe, and especially in Germany, you know, they have very high standards. So um, there's a, a sense of, not pressure, but a sense of urgency, um, especially after the last couple of years they haven't been Performing up to their standards, so you know they brought in a bunch of a bunch of guys that are here to try and turn it around, and I'm thankful to be a part of that. Here, um, right now we're sitting at five and five with a big stretch of games coming up, and actually right after the New Year's we play fellow Hawk alumni over here, Max DeLeo. So I'm excited about that. It's not often you get a chance to compete against. You know someone you went to battle with for for so long, I and mean, then get to get get to compete against them on a professional level. That'll definitely definitely be cool. But you know, other than that, you know, married life, trying to keep the wife as happy as possible. It's not on uh, smart keep, move. Smart move, easy. just smart move. Hey,
0: keep that part <laughs> no, out. Not, keep that that not easy part out. Don't say that in public. Nah,
1: it's not on. That's <laughs> not on her. That's on me. <laughs> Don't that's say on me. Say that me in public. Because... <laughs> right, keep that to just the guys.
0: You just put that out in the world. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, I'm, I'm, I am i got to help you with with being, I've been married a long time, man. Some things you tell everything. Some things you just keep inside. Yeah, you're always just coach. You can keep yeah, coaching. Yeah, yeah, don't tell everybody. it's hard. <laughs> What's wrong with you, boy? If
1: I say it's hard, that's because it's on me. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah, that's Because she's doing nah, great a, at a, it. <laughs> she's the best wife no, she's, ever.
0: She's, yeah. Of course. There you go. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we did that right, Just Come on now. You gonna get me yelled yeah, well, at by my wife? You telling people that marriage is hard, man? Don't do that.
1: No, it's only hard if you if you're Justin and you do stupid things.
0: Oh, I had some of that in me too, <laughs> Just. <laughs> man, I, hey, hey, okay, okay. Maybe we should. What else you been doing, Just? What else you been doing?
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, just trying to try to stay, stay as positive and healthy as possible over here. You know, it's uh. That part's not easy either, you know. With the the whole COVID situation swinging back around, um, we've got some some tighter restrictions over here in Germany. We're in a very very conservative area, so you know they they shut things down a little bit. But we're fortunate enough to still play, um, just with no fans. Depending on the the region of Germany you're in, and we're in a region where we can't have any fans. But other places throughout Germany do get to still have fans. So uh, truthfully we're just for soon enough that we don't have to shut down and we continue to play.
0: Cool. Cool.
2: Coach, how how cool is it for you to hear that two of your guys are gonna play against each other professionally all the way over in Germany? That game probably gonna be somewhere around three in the morning or at our time, but pretty awesome. I know Max was the first dude you brought in here when you got the job and Justin obviously one of the one of the dudes that made us who we are and, and one of the best guys that you brought in. Is, is that pretty cool for you to hear that those guys are going to play against each other?
0: That's really, really cool. Um, you know, I sit here and I, I'm, I'm in this office, that's Gomes' that's office, and it used to be my office. And I remember the day when Justin and his family came in here, you know, and I had watched him a lot. And, you know, he, he came in and he had this mean mugging look on his face. And I was like, "Man, I'm not scared of you, man. <laughs> You're not scaring anybody, little fella. And then, when I told him he had a scholarship here, that look on his face changed. And you know, now he's he he came here, he changed our program, um, he changed the trajectory of everything we were doing here, and he helped his life. He did the things he trusted us enough to listen. And do the schoolwork and smile every day, even being from a tough situation. Come on campus and let people see who you are. When we didn't do that a lot before we got to college. And Justin really opened up as a young man. And, you know, I, I was so blessed just to be around him over his years. And now that he's out and, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, i I'm his friend. He's my friend, and and I'm I'm just so happy for him and to watch his growth as a young dude that was mean mugging in my office to the man he <laughs> is today. You know, and that's growth, and that's a credit to him and the work that he put in and the belief that he had in himself. Okay, everybody didn't believe Justin Robinson was this guy. He did. He did under tough circumstances. He believed he could do this. So now that I get to sit here and watch him run with it, he made my life better, my wife's life better, my kid's life better, and now I get to watch him start a family, well, have his his wife, and now him and Max playing against each other in Germany, and Max has been one of the best pros over there for a minute now, he just keeps getting big contracts and doing big things and getting named captain, and now you got your first one, and probably your best one as pros, playing against each other. So that's cool for, for our whole staff. That's cool for Coach Reese and Coach Phelps, you know, Ricky, myself, everybody that's a part of the program just to watch these two because not only were they great on the court, they were great ambassadors while they were in school, and now they've, they've run with it. You know, I, I could not reach the people that they are reaching telling stories about our school. So it's just cool that Justice is on the phone right now I get to rap to my man. I know he's doing big things over there, but just for him to be able to get on here and tell stories, how coach was crazy. Some days coach was fun some days, but (laughs) hopefully I got to help him go on this journey and, and help start his journey a little bit from here. Just,
2: you still uh, have a chance to check out our games and follow the program. I know you got a couple hour time difference. I know, you watched opening and I talked to you that day, but you still have a chance to, to follow what goes on through social media, watching the games, all that kind of stuff. You keep up with everything,
1: yeah, man. Of course, any chance I get to follow you guys, I follow just because I know, um, I know how much it means to them when I uh, talk to the players and I give them like live feedback on what they were doing, how they were playing on the little things. Um, and then it's just cool for me to see because I didn't get to, to play with any of the guys that are there now, but they were on the recruiting visits or came to open gyms and just were around. So, And then when I'm around in the summer, I get to play with them and talk to them and learn about them, who they are on the court and off the court. So I always try to keep up with the guys and uh, tap into what they're doing. And right now they're crushing it. So I I couldn't be happy. I feel like I'm on the team still, honestly. Uh, That's just how happy these guys make me and how hard they've been playing.
0: Oh, we wish you were. All right, we got Mike and Josh in practice every day, so uh, we wish you were on the team too, Josh. You know, and man, then then we might have a chance to win the whole thing if you was on the team. I mean, I don't know,
1: you guys. You, it's early, we know it's early, but you no, know, no, this team could could really do some things if they stay level headed. I know that's the hardest thing is always staying level headed, but granted, um, I've got trust and faith that they'll stay level headed throughout the year. And um, I'm excited to see what March brings.
0: Well, Just, you know, you know what happens when we don't stay level-headed at Monmouth? You acting like you don't <laughs> know what happens, Jess. <laughs> Jess, oh, know. Just. Just, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old now. I'm old now, Just. I'm old now, so I, I'm not like back then. But you know what happens? I still got it in me now. If we don't uh-huh. stay level-headed <laughs> now, I, I know what to do. I just, I just try not to do it as often anymore. What might happen oh, if they don't stay level-headed, Juss? What might happen?
1: Oh, man, which one do you want? You want the, the freshman year, the sophomore year, the junior year, the senior year? Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> there was
0: that many, Joss? I, I thought those years were the great years at Monmouth. What
1: do you mean? We we had some hard days we had-
0: when we won all them games? Really?
1: Oh, we had some. Of course, there was the hard days when we, uh, 2013, 2014, when we won, I think, 11 games. So we had some hard days then. And the next year, we went. As we should have. <laughs> As we mm-hmm. should have, we won 11 games. Yep. Oh, very deservedly. And then the next year, we won like 18 or 15. Had some hard days then. And then the last two were the, the special years. And honestly, we might have had the hardest days then. <laughs> <laughs> you want not say oh.
0: there, Josh. You wouldn't say, huh? Oh, dude, I think. Uh, what was one of your you hardest ones, it? Jess? What was one of the hardest ones? We, we got to let the people um, know. I said I told uh, I told a story. I want to open up the program, you know, because I'm just a nice coach. I don't yell at anybody. I just – I'm nice all the time. So I, I that's how I remember it. So <laughs> maybe you got to remind
1: me differently. Uh, well, let's see. The freshman year, I won't say the exact incident, but I remember I had to make a phone call out. I think it was to you and Coach Reese, made the phone call out, and he said, all right, appreciate it. Send out this text to the team group, everybody in the group at 5 a.m. I said, oh, geez louise, man. So something happened, up.
0: and then I told oh. y'all the team had to be there at
1: 5 in the morning. 5 in the morning, not four fifty-eight, 58 not 4-59, not five oh one.
0: Did you already Five have to be stretched? Did you have to be stretched? Yeah,
1: had to be stretched, stretched, ready to go. I think you said, bring your running shoes, too. Oh. Oof.
0: Now, what it's time What time did walking. you wake up, Josh? What time did you wake up?
1: Honestly, I don't think I slept. I think I was so scared. <laughs> I think I stayed awake the whole time.
0: Man, that must have been a bad thing that happened. And I I remember what happened. Uh, we don't got to talk about it cuz we no, We're up. not
1: going to say what happened, but it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible.
0: It was early in the year too, wasn't it? Wasn't it early?
1: Oh, it was it was October. October. <laughs> it was right before it was right before the start of the season. Okay. Cuz uh, we op- we opened up at hostel in November, so it was right around Halloweenish. It was right around then. Oh, oh, okay. And then, so
0: at 5 in the morning, what y'all have to do?
1: You walked in at 5 a.m., said, I got this phone call. I'm not happy about this phone call. <laughs> I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. <laughs> Everybody on the court right now. <laughs> so you walk out on the court. You put us in three groups. You put the guards, the point guards and combo guards in group one. And you put the wings in group two, and then you had the centers in group three, which I think it was just uh, Marcelo, Zach, and Chris in group three. And you started off on the ladder. You said 10, 22, 33, 44, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55. Oh, my God. That was a lot of (laughs) 55s. Oh, it was about seven of them, and I think I stopped counting after that. But, but the, the real killer wasn't the sprint. It was the fact that while one group was sprinting, the other two groups weren't resting. The other two groups had mountain climbers and, and burpees oh, the whole time. While the group was sprinting, <laughs> and then there was about a eight second gap between transitions. So he had. So make your, your line sprint, and say we run the 44. You have to line sprint in 44 seconds. Then after that, you had eight seconds to get to to the baseline, get out the other group's way, and do your mountain climbers or burpees. And then once you went through the mountain climbers and burpees, it was right back on the line. Oh, we were, we were trying after- to get in shape? Oh, he was trying to get in shape, get out of trouble, and get a get a message across all at the same time. Oh, that was a good day. That was a good day.
0: <laughs> hey, Josh, you know what? We can't do that anymore. That's off
1: the – like, right.
0: I, I cannot – like, if I did that to this year's team, ooh, you can't do that. That's unbelievable,
1: huh? don't you, you think? Getting a little soft? No, no, it's rules
0: now. There's rules now. You cannot – you can't bring them back the same day. Uh, you have to. I think you can't come back before six in the morning. hey, uh, right? So there's some. They, they made some rule changes. I don't think it was because of that day, though, Josh. I think no, some I, other coaches. Sure it wasn't because I mean, of that
1: day. It wasn't of that it definitely day. wasn't that day. <laughs> maybe one of the other it days. Day. It could have been. I know that day we ran from five, from. Go, I, you talked to us for maybe four minutes, so we were on the court from five oh four to seven fifty eight. And <laughs> when we got done, you said, and everybody with an 8.30 class better not be late. We're checking today.
0: See, Jess, you're, you're really telling stories that we talked about earlier because I told everyone that we're here for school. So if I, if I had you work out that early, then that I said school next and make sure you're not late. That's You just confirmed all the stuff that we do here, brother.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We was we was, we was we was athletic students, so we was really student athletes.
0: There you go, brother. There you go. We just tied it all together. We tied it all together. Yeah.
2: Just I know you never missed class either, eh?
1: Uh, not while I was uh while I was on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that even after.
1: That? Go ahead, Joss. Even after the the senior year, even after like even after the season was over, I was still scared to be late to class. I'm not about to to mess with these people now after everything that they done put us through and did for us these last four years, I'm going to make sure I'm going to class still. Got to get this paper. There you go,
0: brother. And, you know, Josh, you being a college graduate, bro, okay, like I feel just like when I did it, you know, and it means something to you and your family, and someday you're going to have kids, and you're going to be able to sit there with them and say, man, your dad not only did it on the court, we handled our business in, in the classroom and that's what the Robinson family does. Okay. And that's how you sure. raise your family. And, you know, I told these guys and everybody that's listening, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky that I get to be a part of you guys's journey, you know, a, a, a small part while you're in school. And, you know, then I get to watch you guys go and do your thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. You know, I'm not, one of them dudes that goes, Oh, I'm so proud just cause you told me this is what you was going to do. Okay. You told me, you believed this is what your life was going to be. And I just got to sit here and watch you go about how to get it. And that makes me just feel good, man. And I, I used to tell you, and I still tell you, you're going to be a successful man, a successful father because of how you do Justin. And you took off with it. Um, I'm thankful to you, bro. Um, I tell everybody, you changed my life. I had a really good one. I had a really, really good one. But when we had that success, it definitely changed my deal because of the contract that, that I got to have after we did that. That helped Summer and Xander and my mom and my brothers and my sisters. The whole Rice line lineage has been helped by you guys and what y'all did here at this school, man. So um, I'm always grateful to y'all and, I don't know if I'm a coach long enough to coach coach little Justin but uh, when he gets here someday. But if I do, you better not get funny acting when it's time and, and not have him come with me. Nah, of
1: course. He's only playing for one coach. He's only, <laughs> he's only going where King is at.
0: I might come out of retirement to get him someday, boy. I might have to come out of retirement and say, Hey, I'm back, y'all. I'm back.
1: <laughs> well, he's going right wherever King is at.
0: <laughs> That's my man. Just tell them about when I turned the music on, though, because I was feeling like I was being too hard on y'all. then all of a sudden, we had the DJs. Y'all were DJs at practice. What about that part?
1: Oh, that's when, that's when things was when we, things was going well off the court. <laughs> we were doing, we were doing, we were doing better than expected on the court. Um, this was the end of my sophomore year, so fourteen, fifteen, the year we went eighteen and fifteen. Towards the end of that year, um, we had finally got our first first win in the MAC tournament, um, and then that whole offseason, everybody stayed on campus, and then that was the summer of the China trip, um, and then we were taking care of business off the court, you know? Everybody was making sure that we were holding each other accountable in the classroom, study hall, you know, just being good. Good people around around West Long Branch as well, because that's another big part of it. Um, around West Long Branch, those people know your name and your face, especially if you're an athlete at momma. Um, and you rewarded us, you know, to turn the music on in practice, let us work out with music on, and it de- it definitely brought the the morale of the the group up. You know, you, your head coach has so much trust in, in you that you're gonna take care of business on the court and off the court that he says, you know what, pretty much, you guys run practice without running practice you know like we're still going to come up with the the practice plan the emphasis and what we're going to do and what we want to get done but in the meantime you know you guys control the energy around the group and you guys set the tone for the day um so once you did that for us you know we felt like it was only right that we we worked twice as hard to keep this whatever we got going to keep it going
0: that's cool just that's real cool brother
2: just we talked about some of the off the court stuff that, that you guys used to maybe have to run for and, and such. I, I'll leave you with this. I want to get you out of here. I know you probably got a lot of things to do, but so many awesome things happen your four years here. Do you have a number one memory you look back on a game or a moment that you look back that that was that was the moment that was the one?
0: When he met his wife, I'll answer for him. That was his best moment at Monmouth. That was the number one on the court, moment. On the court. That was on the court, too. She was a cheerleader. He met his wife. That's the number one thing that happened at Monmouth for Justin Robinson. All right. Now
1: you can you talk that about it, the egg. second
0: and third and fourth and tenth things that happened <laughs> that, that you remember, too, after you remember that the best thing was you met your wife. All right, now, Badge, see, Badge is single guy, Josh. You got to be careful with them single cats asking <laughs> questions, man. Them single dudes be asking you I'm stuff. Not get you, I'm not trying to get you, Josh. I'm not trying
1: to get caught up in the spider web. Yeah, man. Yeah. Come
0: on, Badge. Don't do that to him. He won't call back no more.
1: Now, some of the coolest moments, Um, we could start with my freshman year winning opening night at Hofstra. Um,
0: you had 17. Josh.
1: You and Josh remember. Josh had a great game. Josh had a great game. He was balling and I hit a corner three with like I think 38 seconds left and this was still when we had the 35 second shot clock. I think we we were up one and I absolutely did not need to take the shot. I could have just held the ball. But I was wide open, and I was like, "I'm putting it up." And <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I started to raise up, I heard Coach like, damn freshman!" And <laughs> and, it, and it went in, and he said, "Good shot!" And then we got back on defense. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I, I, I could start <laughs> off thinking bad
0: shot till it goes in.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. And then sophomore year, uh, let's see, sophomore year MAC tournament, I took another kind of like an ill-advised shot um, late in the game against Canisius. Um I, I was looking to draw a foul, and I didn't get the foul, but I made the shot. It was like an elbow jumper, and <laughs> me and Coach like exchanged looks. And to me, it looked, like he, it looked like he was looking at me like, boy, you're lucky that shot went in. <laughs> and then in the, the post-game press, uh, press conference, he said he wanted me to take that shot. Uh, and that was cool because that was – not really the first time I felt that you know, coach had our backs no matter what we did on the court, but it was one of the first like you know, public, public comments in a press conference where you know I was a hundred percent in the wrong, and he was behind me no matter what. So that was definitely one of the one of the coolest moments my sophomore year. Um, junior year, all of the the big wins of the team. You know, I played up and down throughout all the big wins we uh, somebody was contributing every night um in the big wins uh one of the, the funniest things about the Notre Dame win is I finished with 22 points but I made like 18 free throws and <laughs> so I was shooting you made them change the rules
0: again just yeah because they put that <laughs> hand check rule in and then Mike Bray started complaining and Bruiser complained They was like well King's gonna win the championship if you can't touch Justin and then by the middle of the year, they let everybody hammer you the whole deal because they knew they had problems because they couldn't guard you without holding.
1: Yeah, hey, games couldn't stay in front at that point. You know, one step, I'm ripping through your arms. Yep. And then they uh, they changed the uh, they changed the rule for the hand check. but That was a, a cool game. Uh, the step-back game winner at Ryder, um, whenever I, I do go back and watch it, I watch somebody... Uh, Somebody different every time. Uh, I watched the, the rider Cheerleaders just get deflated under the basket. <laughs> I watched Coach Wright fall at the scorer's table. <laughs> I remember that
0: one. It was right in front of me. I do not know where he went. Hey, but the thing about it was you hit the step back, but you scored like eight points leading up to that or something crazy, bro. You <laughs> yeah. like stole the ball, hit one, took a charge, dove on another ball, then hit the step back. Like it was crazy leading up to that We play. were down by 14. Yeah, think, we yeah. were down, down. And you, yeah. you had a minute and a half tear that led to the step back.
1: And it started, I think, Dion had a big had a big layup and then Pierre got a big steal in the backcourt. And that's what really sparked it. And then I just went, went bananas from there. Yep, I remember that. Um, that was a good one. And then, uh, oh, v- Vanessa's uh, reaction on the best during that shot was hilarious. And I, <laughs> that's the most emotional think I've ever seen her her making. It was, it was super cool to see her jumping up and down, fist pumping. Uh, um, just just tell see. me this.
0: Tell me this, Justin. I, I'm not cutting you off on your, on your memory lane. But tell us about some of the the relationships you you built here, not just I mean the team ones, but then you know with guys like Viscomi and Badger and any of the football guys that you got cool with or Bryce from Lacrosse. You know, I think some of y'all was tight with one of the swimmers. You know, talk about that those types of things that happened while you were here.
1: Oh, we were cool with everybody. You know, uh, coming in my um, freshman year upperclassmen, uh, Khalil Brown and Tyrone O'Garrow, Jalen Palm. um, They were filling us in, like, you know, like uh, athletes don't really get along with each other except for a couple teams here, a couple teams there. It was pretty much, like, clicked up. And then I remember you made the big stand for us that we had to go to every team's events whenever we didn't have class. Like, so middle of the day, normally we have practice, we moving practice up or back to go watch the field hockey game. Or we're going to a uh, – we didn't have swim at that time, but um, we're going to lacrosse games. We're paying our chest at uh, men's and women's soccer games. We're, we're out in the in the stands going crazy at softball games supporting the women's basketball team. And that really was the olive branch for every other athlete to, you know, just do the same for us. But we wanted people at our games but how could we expect people to come to our games if we weren't going to theirs? And, you know, it didn't really register in my mind at that time, but as the, the years went on, it made more sense to go out and, and support them as, as colleagues, classmates, and friends. And then, you know, you do develop uh, good relationships. Like I've been cool with um, Neil Sterling, who's one of the, the most uh, decorated wide receivers to come through in um, Reggie White, Kenji Bahar. Uh, Bryce Wasserman, you know, just different guys throughout different sports, you know, uh, Alexis McKinney from soccer. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, and it's been super cool to just stay in contact with them throughout the years, especially since graduating. And it all started with uh, just going and supporting each other as student athletes.
0: Nah, that's cool, man. I just knew you had some, some tight friends from your time here. And, you know, you just – all the things that, that we put on you – for you to be open, because I tell people all the time, just went and handled his business. He went and dealt with the teachers. Even when he wasn't confident about it, he went and sat and talked and asked for the help when he when he needed it and sat in the front and did these things. And I tell him, we had to speak to everybody we walked past. And, you know, when you, you hadn't done that before and then you start doing it and... Next thing you know, you have some people that you walk past every day that you end up being cool with. And now you're grown and you're out of school and you get to really pick who you still cool with. And you cool with some of the athletes that you rocked with while you were here. And to me, that's what college is all about. You find yourself, you probably meet your wife, but you meet some people that are not like you at all. Okay? They're you're from a different part of the world. You play a different sport. But being good dudes or friends is important to you, and then you build a relationship and build trust, and that's the coolest thing, especially when those relationships last past graduation. I think that's definitely yeah, continued, too.
2: Like, student-athlete relationships was kind of built around when Justin was here, and now that's continued to a point where the football dudes are at all our games, and they always were, but all these – relationships are built. I think it's a really good good point of, of that Coach Rice brings up is you guys all got really close and you're all from different walks of life. I mean, Bryce Wasserman's a lacrosse guy from Texas. You're a basketball guy from up in New York. Kenji's from Maryland. Like, you guys all come from different places and you're all still tight. I thought that was a really, a really yeah. cool time in Monmouth
1: Athletics. Yeah, that's super cool. And it's important, you know, uh, Coach Rice and uh, Coach Callahan, Ferry 40- Reese Phelps, every coach that we, that I've dealt with has made it a point that college is about diversifying yourself and not staying in the, in the bubble that you, that you come from, you know, you want to learn about different people, experience different things, you know, college is a time to become a more well-rounded individual and you definitely have the resources for it. So it was definitely cool to do it then. It's even cooler now to maintain those relationships with people.
2: Just, we, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. It's
0: awesome to hear from Ooh, you. Whoo. There goes those sound effects again. <laughs> <laughs> J. Rob in the building. <laughs> no, 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 no. J. Rob in the building.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna record some of those. We go play them for the next. Oh, uh, you know dance. I got a whole bunch, Josh. I'm getting ready to start doing the worm in here. Uh, I was
0: doing the shoulder pop earlier, boy. Why, oh, oh. See if I could just dance like Justin. If I could dance like Justin. Badge, we would be on camera all the time. <laughs> See, Just, we were supposed to be on camera. You know I like to be on camera so I could show we're gonna get off. We're so get some, some cameras. So I get some Then Badge said, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I'm behind the camera. So Badge bullied yeah, me. Yeah, I've been telling
1: Badge get in front of the camera for years. I
0: told him. <laughs> See, now he's trying to get off, Just, You know why he's trying to get off? Because he's trying to get ready for his. Hockey game tonight. He has a championship (laughs) hockey game tonight. He's trying to get off. He didn't want to talk about it, but we're not letting him get off yet. It's the championship of the Hockey League for grown dudes (laughs) and Badger. And Badger's in the middle of it. It's the championship tonight. I'm glad we don't have a game, Just, because he would have been, Oh, he probably would have missed his first game going to the hockey championship. But we got got to let Badger know we are supporting him. Hopefully he gets busy like Phil Esposito. All I, right. All right. Hopefully nice he gets job, busy dude. like that. Different. Hopefully that's what he does, uh, and then I won't say anybody else. But hmm. that's badges night tonight. So just when you wake up and you feel a little chill, that's badge getting a goal in that hockey game tonight. <laughs> I right. that's what that was.
1: Justin, knows. <laughs> Justin knows. Oh yeah, I remember the first time you told me to quit hockey. I didn't believe. <laughs>
0: Hey, Just—he also walks out in snowstorms without a coat on, and and he acts like it's not cold. And I'll be like, Badger, you're gonna get sick. Oh, this isn't cold. What are you talking about? I said, Oh, my bad. His nickname is Badger. His nickname is Badger King. He's not worried about it being cold outside. He just walks around with no you coat. Been outside on. today, beautiful. Out. Today is 62 degrees out here, Just, and you know that got the old coach thinking something's wrong. Cause I'm from yeah. the Northeast, it's and it's not December. supposed to be 62 December 16th, bro. It's not supposed to happen. But we're going to just go back home and make sure Summer Rice is there and Julian, and if anything goes (laughs) wrong, we'll be together. (laughs) Oh,
1: wait. Uh, I just remembered the coolest thing from college was my senior year I dressed up as King Rice for
0: Halloween. Oh, that's my man, and I did not tell him to say that.
1: I did not tell him that, to say that. It's still the best I, Halloween I, I costume since practice, we've had the
2: program, uh, since Coach Rice. I
1: Dress came to practice with the King Rice jersey on. <laughs> that was that pretty was cool, though, dude. Thing. That was a cool <laughs> thing.
0: You got me that day. You got me. One of these days, I'm going to come back as Justin Robinson and try to get in the game, though. No, I'm sure you got one more game, bro. Huh? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to come back <laughs> as you so we can win, beat somebody that we haven't beaten in a, in a minute.
1: Just You're appreciate right. you, man. Of course, anytime <laughs> for you guys, man, anytime.
0: All love, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. Please tell Max we said what's
1: up. Yes, sir. You got it. Love you guys, man.
0: I just love you too, bro. I don't think there, there could have been anything cooler than, than the, for Justin to take the time to call in today. Um, everybody knows the things he's done here but the, the man that Justin has become is is really, really cool and he always takes the time to, to help our program, um, to help our school, to help individuals. He When he's home, he's in the gym with our guys. Um, he's in the gym with Anybody that wants to work on their game and get better, he gives back to the community. Um, and I always say he's top shelf, but it's just starting. Justin's going to do great things in his life. And it's, like I said, it's fun that I got to be a small part of of starting his journey after he there's, came to mama. There's
2: nobody better than Justin. He's been a, one of the best dudes I've ever worked with in this job. He's, he's humble. He... He's a heck of a basketball player. He is all over our social media. Every time I'm looking up, he's all over our stuff. I know he's still watching. He still follows our guys. I know he still talks to our guys. And it's just, if you wanted a blueprint of an alum who scored 2,000 points, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one you want to have. So, uh, yeah, echo everything you said. Having Justin come on is awesome. Um, I'm going to get definitely get in touch with him when he plays against Max. I got to get some pictures of them yep. going up against each other. Uh, I Like you said, Max been doing some big things over there so I don't know um, who's well, gonna get the better that day but
0: Max is his is a little older so I'm gonna go with the younger guy the younger guy got got a little bit of but as soon as you say that Max will make Justin miss all his shots so <laughs> but, if anybody knows how <laughs> you know that it would be Max and you know for me today badge thank you um this is cool I love doing this with you for people out there what listening' we're, we're gonna have a fun show. Okay, we're gonna have a fun show. We're gonna have real sound effects. So Coach Rice don't have to <laughs> see because I used to beatbox. I used to beatbox. I did a lot of things before I was the coach. All right, but we're we're gonna make this show about Mammoth basketball. Please call in, ask questions, let us know what you want to hear about. This is definitely the official Mammoth basketball podcast. Um, so if you real, you want the real inside stuff about Monmouth and not just opinions, um, but what's really happening at Monmouth, please call in and figure out how to get in touch with us and we will answer your questions from the official Monmouth po- basketball podcast.
2: Appreciate everybody listening today. Appreciate Greg Viscomi, uh, kind of running the show for us as a
0: producer. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> there they go again. Don't don't. Boom! 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 Scones! Scones!
2: Scones! I can't top that. I can't top that. I do want to remind everybody we have some awesome ticket packages coming up for our home games. Next couple of games we are at home five in a row. We want to get everybody in our building, pack it out. These kids deserve that. They've. Won seven road games. Let's get them some support at home. We got ticket packages all over our social media. So stay tuned on that. At Monmouth B-Ball and at Monmouth Hawks. Let's get everybody in our building and let's fill this
0: place out. Leave, compete, succeed. Dr. McNeil in the... Oh, yeah. Here we go.